0: Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle and we want to thank all of our listeners for listening to the show wherever you are in the world. We know sometimes you have to get up kind of early because it's 9 a.m. here, Pacific Time. If you live really far away, if you live on the East Coast, well, then it's almost lunch, um, which is always nice.
1: I'm waiting for the day I have the alarm wake me up to listen to a show rather than getting up to go to work. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day, Marie. Yeah,
0: I don't think that's going to happen, Benny. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think you're not, a morning no. person for I am life. right. You're right. <laughs> uh. Um, and, and so um, we welcome you to the show, mm-hmm. and we thank you so much for listening, calling in, and you can always go to energyintuitive.com dot com and listen to the four hundred plus archives that I have listed on my website um, under the radio show page. Four hundred, four hundred. That's on the light it?
1: too. Light, I end. Mean. It we is light. We have quite a few that are missing. I think.
0: Actually, no. I think there's. Um, I think there's four something. But you're right. They're probably because I, well, we I didn't. have a couple used of encores. To, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We usually don't put the en- encore. Oh, you don't. Up, oh, okay. No. Uh-uh, yeah. All originals then. Hey, all originals. Make it I know. And we've interviewed some pretty amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Christine Northrop and um, uh, what? What is that? Bernie Siegel, who wrote. Um, oh, Doctor Yeah, he's so I sweet, love isn't Dr. he? Bernie. Oh, um, yeah. we've interviewed um, Mike Dooley and John Holland and. Um, Deepak Chopra, and, of course, uh, many, many, many more. And the cup more. runneth over. Right. And then in between <laughs> these interviews, you get me, and I do live readings um on the show. And, of course, uh, sometimes when I interview people, we actually team up with whoever we're interviewing, and sometimes we give, like, a double reading, or you get some valuable information from someone who isn't on the radio every Thursday at 9 a.m. <laughs> double up the reading. Gotta love it. So today is one of those days where I get to interview another lovely human being mm-hmm. who I believe is standing on the leading edge of thought, helping humanity to have fun, enjoy their self, loosen up, go deep inside, but don't make it too difficult or challenging. It's supposed to be fun here on Earth. It's supposed to be a blast no matter what time you're getting up in the morning. Uh, what time do you get up anyway, Benny?
1: About 3.30.
0: About 3.30. Okay. So when some of us are waking up to run to the restroom real quick, uh, right, yeah. Benny isn't going back to bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or I'm right next to you saying, you got to get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you're getting up and going to the
2: gym, yeah, right? It,
1: well, I have been taking a little break because softball season is <laughs> really? over. I'm kind of oh, letting my body heal yeah, a little bit. So, that's a good idea. Uh, But I do need to b- jump back on it. Then if I am going to the gym, then it would be around Aww. 3. So... But I get my day done and, and out the... I mean, I'm yeah, done. Like, wow. Then, yeah, wow. Then I can go get more exercise yeah. after the show. And I'm at the, the gym boys. at
0: 7 or 8 o'clock at night, so <laughs> we're on opposite schedules, shift. right? <laughs> um, you may recall uh, about a month or so ago, mm-hmm. we were going to interview lovely mm-hmm. Dean Slider. He is the author of Natural Meditation, A Guide to Effortless Meditation Practice. And um, he uh, had a family um, important experience. It practically was
1: in a few hours of Yeah, the so. and
0: so luckily that's, mm-hmm. you know... At, at, it's at a peaceful yes. something mm-hmm. in their family. And so he's going to join us on the air today.
1: Yeah, we're able to wrangle him back. I
0: in. know. we're Absolutely. So Dean Slider has spent a lifetime learning authentic methods of natural meditation from Eastern, Western sages and sharing them with thousands of students, including prisoners, tech innovators, filmmakers, high school students, and entrepreneurs. He has completed numerous retreats in places like Tibet, India, Nepal, and Europe for decades and has led workshops throughout the U.S. So welcome, Dean, to the show.
3: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, it's lovely to have you. Um, so I've thoroughly enjoyed reading your book. Um, first of all, it actually gave me some relief because I'm not a fan of meditation. I, I have done it. I've had incredible experiences. In fact, my life changed significantly when I started meditating about 18 years ago. And I mm-hmm. always like to say that my life is a meditation, you know, which is not mm-hmm. 100% true, by the way, <laughs> but I, re- uh. it's not even 80% true. But what I loved mm-hmm. is when I was reading the book, I'm like, oh, because that's how I feel. It's like any moment right. could be a moment of meditation. So how did just right. stumble on this incredible truth that I think is going to help, you know, th- hundreds of thousands of people actually have a real moment with themselves um how did you stumble across this because you've been studying meditation since your youth
3: yeah since forever <laughs> <laughs> um it it really i I've been very, very fortunate um as a child, I had certain experiences that were telling me hmm there's there's something going on here there's something uh that needs to be looked into that is deeper than uh you know who won the world series and <laughs> um and very fortunately for me, I was uh, going to college in California in the mid-60s. I wound up in San Francisco in
2: 1966.
3: Perfect. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and there was um, the first full-time Zen center. Suzuki Roshi had come over from the East, and the, uh, the second, I think, uh, Krishna Consciousness Temple, and there were Sufi dancers and wow. joyous, ecstatic Hasidic Jewish practice going on. So it was just a wonderful smorgasbord of, <laughs> of spiritual and, and meditative practice. So I had the chance to just, you know, sample, go around and, and taste all these different things. And I briefly tried to be a Zen student. I, I lasted as a Zen student for about three days <laughs> because, um, you know, when you say you're not a fan of meditation, uh Probably what you're talking about is what most people think of as meditation, which is you have to sit still like a stone Buddha. You have to still the mind in an equally artificial way. Don't let thoughts come in. If your nose itches, you've got to tough it out for the next half hour. Which is uh, and and I couldn't do it. I you know I tried for couple three days and i said oh this is i'm I'm clearly set up for i'm way too fidgety a person um and so i kept shopping around and what i found out was it wasn't just me that i'm you know regular (laughs) i'm vanilla uh i'm the pretty much standard issue that that human beings are are fidgety their minds move around but what i what happened was I connected with teachers who explained to me the reason that the mind is moving around. You know, often it said, oh, the mind is like a monkey. It's just jumping around from branch to branch of the tree. And, and what you've got to do is go out there with a net and catch the thing and then a big right. rope and tie it to <laughs> a branch. And I was very fortunate in encountering teachers who said, you know, the monkey is not jumping around aimlessly. Mm. If you get him pointed toward a branch with a bunch of bananas hanging from it, he'll settle right down with it. Wow! Because the mind is not the mind's motion is pretty much ceaseless, but it's not aimless. It's the mind is always looking for happiness. It's looking for fulfillment. It's looking for peace, for silence. So that you know, if if people are listening to this broadcast right now, and all of a sudden there's a big circus parade going down the street right outside their window and clowns and jugglers and, you know, pretty ladies and sequins dancing on the backs of white horses. They're going to forget about this and pay attention to the parade. The mind goes there automatically. We don't have to make an effort to do that. Now, it turns out that the greatest happiness, the greatest fulfillment, the the really, ultimately, the only true sense of wholeness is within us, is the nature Of our own awareness. And this is why the Buddha said, you know, outside there's samsara, inside there's nirvana. This is why Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. So if we can just very gently get the mind turned in that inward direction, not trying to force it, not trying to push it, but just gently turn it, then it gets attracted automatically. So this is why the title of my book is Natural meditation. All those artificial ingredients that you don't want in your food, you know, the artificial colors and artificial right. preservatives. We also don't want those artificial ingredients, which most people think of when they think of meditation. Oh, right. the forcing, trying it. Oh, I trying to clear the mind. I, you know, people tell me, oh, I can't concentrate, so I can't. Med-. I said well, I can't concentrate either. Right. Um, But the good news is you don't have to. You get the mind turned gently in that inward direction, and then gravity takes over.
0: I love the way you wrote it in your book. You said, such experiences in the outdoors and nature are an echo of the equally deep silence that's within us. I I love that because that's really the truth. And that's what you're looking for, but not through some force because you're just going to create more anxiety. I've also had a a lot of experiences where I've worked with clients who tell me they are avid meditators, like maybe they spend an hour or more meditating every day. And mm-hmm. and I don't really see what they're talking about. I mean, when I look at their energy system, I'm expecting to see this vast, mm-hmm. you know. But to me, what they're doing is actually toning out. It's like they're giving themselves a the time out. They're going into a room in the middle of the day, and they're kind of taking a nap is how I kind of feel. And I know that can mm-hmm. be true for everyone, um, obviously. Right. But but I, I think right. some people who think that they're you know, this hour long, hour and a half long meditation is having this great service upon them, I you know, from mm-hmm. an intuitive perspective, isn't something that I've actually seen. I think you can have a moment, a flash of experience that can last a lifetime with you. Um you've spent right. Time,
3: you, you yeah. know, let, let me let, yeah. let me let me address this because you, yeah. you, you raise a great issue here because people ask me all the time, how long should I meditate? How much time? And I tell them, throw out the clock. Because meditation does not happen in time. It happens in timelessness. Wow. It's only it's only this moment. That's why, as you know, I have a chapter. A lot of people say, okay, I meditate on the breath. I follow the breath. My chapter is called Meditating on a Single Breath.
0: Yeah, just one, right? Be-
3: because because yeah. that's all we ever have. Because... Mm-hmm. Because if you're talking, thinking about, okay, I'm going to meditate on 10 breaths or 1,000 breaths, <laughs> that's a projection into the future, and no one has ever experienced the future. Right. And that, and, that, and that creates this whole artificial expectation that I'm going to keep the attention on the breath for all this time. I'm not going to let it waver. So what, you do, what, what I lead the, the reader through is the experience of, and, and we can actually we can do this right now. Okay, we just pay some gentle attention. To breathing in, now breathing out, and now we're done.
0: <laughs> and what I okay, love... Okay, now, no. but, 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 <laughs> but
3: now, now that we're done, the, the, the person might say, oh, that felt kind of nice. Gee, I feel right. somehow a little bit more settled. I think I'll do another one. So uh. now breathing in, and then breathing out. So it's not meditating on a bunch of breaths, it's meditating on this breath. Because I, as, one of my, as one of my teachers said, you know, there's nothing special about the We hear all this stuff, the power of now. There's nothing special about the present moment except it's all we have.
0: Yeah, it's really all. And it, it, it is where everything happens. But everybody thinks like it's like this big fireworks situation. And mm-hmm. it could be just a moment of of like what you wrote in your book in here. When you take that single breath, notice what you feel. And where are you feeling mm-hmm. it? You know, because most of the time we have no idea what we're experiencing when we're, what, when we're breathing. Mm-hmm. We don't, are we breathing in right. our nose? Is right. our diaphragm in, in our breathing?
3: In our breathing or in anything else, because we, we're usually not paying attention to our actual experience. We're paying attention to our image of our experience or our concept about our experience. And what all the great teachers point out is once you pay attention to your actual experience, you realize... That you're in boundless, the boundless happiness you've been looking for has been there all along. That's why when the Buddha, after sitting under the, the 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 tree, became enlightened, he said, "How wonderful! How wonderful! All things are enlightened just as they are. It's not a matter of artificially building up or creating some new experience. It's recognizing, wow, life as it is, right in front of me." Is that boundless happiness, freedom I've been looking for, how, there's a, you know, a head-slapping moment here, like like Homer Simpson's, go, how did I miss it?
0: (laughs) Well, you even right in here, as we take the single breath, we're not trying to concentrate, not trying to clear the mind, not trying to block anything out, not trying to feel anything special, not trying to manipulate our experience in any way, we're just experiencing the breath. Right, and, and right, that's right. really, in a nutshell. When when you look at real natural meditation, that's what it's like. It's just no forcing, right. just be right. You know, you,
3: you know, you know that great uh, scene in uh, A League of Their Own when Tom Hanks says, "There's no crying in baseball," and, and he's <laughs> such a great actor. He says, "Of about twenty ways, there's no crying in baseball." Well, there's no trying in meditation.
0: Love it, absolutely love it. So, yeah. how did you start helping prisoners meditate?
3: Well, I had been living in New Jersey and I was I had a day job um where that ultimately I stayed at for 33 years uh teaching English and also running meditation programs at a very elite prep school. Wonderful school and they really gave me a lot of freedom uh to teach as I wanted and terrific smart, energetic, motivated kids who by the way really they flocked to the meditation because these kids were all, you know, bound for Harvard and Yale and Dartmouth and Brown, and they were under a lot of pressure, and uh, so they they really flocked to my programs. Um, And I started feeling um, that I needed to balance that out. Um, uh, Actually, way back in my hippie days, days, after after that first year of college in San Francisco and I dropped out for a while, I wound up with a few... Few little close encounters with the cops, and wound up in you know briefly in the slammer <laughs> a couple of times myself. And uh, Love, you know, eh? I was a yeah, and 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 it was very very instructive. You know, I was I but I was being a middle class kid. Once I got done with that part of my life, it was easy to you know get out and go back to college and you know have a wonderful fulfilling life. But I never forgot those guys back there um, who were, you know, never were going to get a chance to encounter these wonderful teachings that had transformed my life. So eventually, I got a gig at Northern State Prison in Newark, New Jersey, considered the roughest prison in New Jersey. Wow. Um, and I went there through the chaplaincy program. They, 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 There was a prisoner there who was suing the Department of Corrections for not um supplying a buddhist chaplain so
0: i showed up i said <laughs> don't okay, you love I can, I can. don't you love the us you know the only country in well i don't know about your european countries but where the yeah. prisoner can actually sue the institution that's put him there for committing a crime for not providing a religious experience for him i mean okay
3: yeah yeah this yeah is great yeah. i love it it. it it does it doesn't always have such a happy ending true history, true but, <laughs> but, but but this this time it did so i said okay you know uh Some of my teachers were Buddhist. I can be, you know, I'm I'm familiar with Buddhist teaching. I can be a Buddhist chaplain. So I went in, and on that basis, um, we started up a a group, and uh, I was going there every Thursday night, and it was fantastic. It was, you know, people say, "Oh, you're so noble to go in there," you know, no way. It is. There is nothing I'd rather do than be with these guys who were such. They became such incredible teachers to me. Wow. I mean, for instance, we, you know, people tell you know, I'll I'll give a meditation workshop in some nice, you know, suburban place, and 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 we'll open our eyes at the end of the session, and then I'll ask people about their experience, and they'll say, oh, well, it was lovely, but then you know, there was that that. um that ran by and made that noise and shattered my experience. Or the
0: alarm that went off because someone's trying to <laughs> escape. <laughs> yeah, someone's <laughs> on, you
3: know, I always tell people to turn off their cell phones and someone always yeah. forgets. And so sitting with my guys in the, the quote-unquote chapel, which is really a um, cinder block bunker, um, and there are these giant loudspeakers right above our heads. Wow. So in the course of a given meditation session, maybe three, four five times announcements will come wow. over these speakers and wow. they're really loud. Attention all areas, attention all <laughs> units, Spanish choir out to the gym, Spanish choir out to the gym <laughs> I mean this, this stuff will rattle your bones. Wow. And my guys would sit there completely unfazed. Because I mean the great advantage the the, the thing that makes prison such a terrific place for spiritual or meditative practice is there is so much that you can't control. Wow. So that you just have to give up control. You give up the illusion of control that, that most of us can indulge ourselves in and wow. just realize, oh, it's okay. The infinite is here. That, that, that boundless silence that I am at my core, which is the experiencer, who is experiencing all these sounds and things coming and going, nothing can eradicate that. That can't be taken away from me.
0: Wow. Um, well, you know, and you never know who you're meditating with, even in prison, because, uh, you know, a, a famous Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years, and, and I'm sure he was mm-hmm. meditating probably almost every day while he was there. I'm sure he did mm-hmm. a lot of natural meditation so that he could come out and do great things.
3: Um, and, you know, you know, the great thing that he said, about that experience was that at a certain point he realized that he had a choice he said I could either go insane or learn or learn to love the people who were keeping me jailed
0: right wow well, I'm having the pleasure today of interviewing Dean Slider. He's the author of Natural Meditation. Dean has taught natural meditation throughout the United States since 1970. He's the author of several books and audio programs, including the Zen Commandments. We're going to take a break right now. We'll, we will be right back.
4: How do my
1: Reiki is an easy healing tool to help family members and even pets. Reiki is rapidly becoming a necessary and sought-after technique to help individuals find a deeper place of healing. Throughout this workshop, Marie will assist participants in understanding how to transmute health issues and to use intention to heal all areas of human life. Join Marie September 25th through the 27th, where she will happily share her theories, experiences, and provide readings for weekend participants. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com.
4: Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants.
0: The first woman
4: is now in space.
2: The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women magnetize your destiny with affirm your worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author marie manu these 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose within weeks most people happily report surprising results visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool
5: On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Phyllis King, who gives great advice on achieving anything through the energy of abundance.
1: On Saturday, provocative theologian and philosopher Michael Bogart discusses how to be your own guru in life.
5: Then enjoy our special summer series when Eileen Grimes and Jim Barker host Jupiter Rising in the second hour
1: bringing you fascinating talk since 2007 we are manson mitchell friday and saturday mornings at 10 on alternative talk a.m 1150
3: outside the box outside the norm inside your radio alternative talk 1150
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Good choice. I love that song. That's gorgeous, you know. Thank you. Anything R&B and I am all there. Well, oh, we have to breathe, it. right? We don't don't have to, to breathe. breathe. That's absolutely Concept correct. Of-, of everything, right?
1: Of course. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, so welcome back to the show. I'm interviewing Dean Slider. He is the author of Natural Meditation, A Guide to Effortless Meditative Practice. Um, Dean has um, done a lot of really amazing things. He's led retreats and workshops at the Garrison Institute, New York Open Center, Tibet House, the Buddhist studies and has spoken at colleges, including the University of Pennsylvania. Dean blogs for the Huffington Post and has been featured in the New York Times, USA Today, New York Magazine, and Publishers Weekly, which called his writing joyously entertaining. I would agree with that. By the way, I, I wrote that actually in my notes. <laughs> I went, "Oh my gosh, this is!" I, I loved the book. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. It's light. It's deep. It's helpful and. Um, I think the tools are something that anybody can do. Um, although now I'm thinking maybe we need to have a prison program in every state where you sign up for a meditation program and, <laughs> and go hang out in a prison mm-hmm. so you can let go yep. of that aspect of control, like you said. I mean, that's a pretty phenomenal experience.
3: Yeah, you know, the, uh, the prison systems are officially called in, in most states the Department of Corrections.
0: Right. Yes, this is true. <laughs> which,
3: which, which is a it's a, a great name if they lived up to it. Usually, it, there's not a lot of correcting going on. Uh, there's more just you know kind of warehousing people, uh, and and but we can't blame them because for the most part they don't know they don't know that there is this deep technology this inner technology that can help people really address. The the deep pockets of tension and stress and ignorance and misunderstanding that make them um, or or that that you know contribute to their lashing out in in destructive kinds of behaviors and those things can be dissolved.
4: Wow. I, I've
3: had you know recently I was talking with a, a graduate of of my my program at Northern State Prison who's now a free man.
4: Wow. And
3: um, and. Uh, uh, we were talking about it and I said, well, yeah, boy, I, I hope I, you know, hope I've been able to help people there. And he said, Dean, you made killers peaceful.
0: Oh, Okay, That that is like a supreme compliment. I mean, yeah. that's a, a wow moment, I'm sure, yeah. in your life, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's and of course, absolutely and, beautiful. And of, and of course, I can't make anyone peaceful, but right. what I can do is I can help point them, gently point them to the piece that they are inside that's already there, that's been overlooked, and show them that it's so much easier than people think to just settle into that.
0: Right. Well, and most of our callers are not in one of these correctional <laughs> institutions currently. Um, but <laughs> right. Dean Dean is teaching in New Jersey the middle of September 16th through the 20th, um, several meditation courses. So you can go to deanwords.com. And learn all about these workshops that he'll be doing in uh, New Jersey in in September next month. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines because we even have a question on point, which I always appreciate when I'm interviewing. So who do we have on the phone lines? Yeah, we'll
1: take Cindy, who's calling in from Eugene, Oregon. And, oh, real fast, if you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number. So, Cindy, back to you. What's up?
4: Hi. I was just wondering, I'm loving the show today, but I'm wondering if I could get a reading and then how I
0: can use this type of meditation for my growth. I can't, we couldn't hear that last part. For Did the it,
1: growth? Yes, growth.
0: Oh, okay, so you want to have some meditation technique for growing, like growing your awareness, something like that? Yeah. Okay, so so Dean, what's your, you know, I, I'm sure all of them actually provide that, but do you have a specific mm-hmm. one that might be fun for Cindy in Oregon?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one very simple thing that uh, I, I point out to people is that when we're sitting at a red light, and, and if you're in a hurry, um, notice what you do. Very, very commonly what we'll be doing is sitting there trying to make that red light turn green faster you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like you were there okay. with me in yeah, the Yeah, I'm
0: just like cracking <laughs> right up. That's so Oh, true. my gosh. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> right. Now, have you ever noticed that that doesn't work? <laughs> you, know, you might turn your knuckles white, but you're not going to turn that light green one second faster. And I can right now personally guarantee you that for the rest of your life, all the kinds of red lights in your life, all the, the, the situations. So just really pay attention next time it happens to that feeling, what it feels like, that
4: uh,
3: straining against what's there in the present moment. And I guarantee you that for the rest of your life, it will never work. Now, knowing, <laughs> knowing that it will never work is really liberating because it means instead of going, uh, I can go, ah, just sit back, and bask in the moment. Okay, I hear the idling car engines around me. I see the morning light breaking through the windshield, whatever's there. And whatever's there, just rest aware. Whatever's there, not trying to change it, just rest aware. Then the light turns green, you're on your way.
0: You know what I love about this? And um, Cindy, you live in Eugene. It's a tiny little town in Oregon. You do have lights there, but, you know, it's kind of a breeze. You could probably, you know, get around town. So as I was... As Dean was talking, I'm like, this is just so perfect for Seattle people because our traffic is insane here. What used to take me Mm. 20 minutes takes me 90 minutes now to get someplace. Mm. But when I was drawing out Cindy's beautiful field, she is one of those people in Eugene, probably one of the few who is frustrated by the little light that's blocking her 10-minute drive. And I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, underestimating the time Eugene is growing and all of those things. But her mental plane is full of a ton of thoughts. Would you say that's true, Cindy? Do you think a lot? Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a perfect exercise for you because, you know, your head is about 20 minutes ahead of your experience. Would you say that's true? Um, I work on that, yes. <laughs> so now you have this beautiful moment where it, you can use the color of, you know, this color can be an indicator to you on how to rest your energetic system. So it's not like in some frantic pace, trying to get someplace that's it's not going to get to any faster, n- no matter what. Um, you you have a lot going on in your life right now, energetically, when I look at it. And you do have some leaking of energy in your uh, chakra system. Your fields are actually very organized. I, I would think you're probably a fairly organized person. I would work on the leaking. And, and I do think having those moments of calm, relax will stop the ad- adrenals from probably overfiring or reducing anxiety and get your um, the chakras to stop leaking light of light um, vital life force energy. I think that'll be phenomenal. So, so where where do you see leaking? You have leaking on the seventh and the second layer of chakras, I should say. So you have a large leak at the second and the seventh. So the crown. Really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so- and, and don't worry about that. You know, just being calm can actually relax that. I love this idea of the meditation, and that was like the perfect one for you. It was just absolutely perfect okay and do you have an exercise for me well i think we just i think that was one so so one of the things i love about your mind is because you want it to be more complicated than it than it is you want it to be more exact or something of that nature but really what creates healing is simplicity um that's what i think anyway so that that i think will work but you'll have to let us know okay okay all right thank you have a great day you know thank you you're welcome um this kind of reminds me even like my grass is not like wasn't as green as I want it to be and instead of dumping a bunch of chemicals on it which I'm not really great at anyway I don't like to use chemicals I just put a bunch of compost on my grass and That'll it just work. looked gorgeous sure. you know simple yeah. easy organic and this is what Dean's talking about is how can you use your regular life to transform yourself to be your wholeness um, at least that's what I think that you're talking about right Dean
3: mm-hmm. and or and and even to to sharpen up that expression a little bit, to recognize the wholeness that's always there, which which has just been overlooked.
0: Wow, that is just gorgeous. So, w- one of the things I think your readers were gonna, are going to be really thrilled with is your book is full of a lot of consciousness and awareness. It's 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 it, of course a book about how you can you know move naturally into meditation, but it's a very aware book. Um, I think that people will be inspired and feel transformed by reading the messages that you have and in one of your chapters you talk about suffering so could you give us more information about that you know like a, the condensed version of the chapter perhaps
3: mm-hmm. well the you know a way to look at suffering is that first there, there's a saying that some of your listeners may have heard which is pain is mandatory suffering is optional you know the fact that we are in a human body it's subject to you know disease and and running down and you know sooner or later some kinds of aches and pains are to some degree are we're we're subject to those things happen things happen in our lives but whether we turn that pain into suffering and suffering is more kind of a the echo chamber of the pain where we 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 multiply it um We we anticipate it. We hang on to it. We we cultivate it. Um, Our experience, in any given moment, we've got like 360 degrees of experience. And if we have 359 degrees of of our experience, everything's fine. Everything's clear. And in one degree of our experience, we've got a pebble in our shoe. (laughs) Or or we've got, you know when you've been eating celery and you get... Get stringy piece of celery stuck yeah. <laughs> between two back teeth. Yeah. And that becomes all that you can <laughs> think about. I've got to get rid of this thing here. And it takes,
0: you I, know, and, you try, and that celery just, it's like stuck.
3: Yeah. yeah. And you think, oh, once I get rid of this celery, it's just going to be, ah, everything's going to be great. And then you get rid of it, and toward that moment, there is that moment of, ah, that mo- moment of release. Now everything's fine. And then the next thing, then the pebble in the shoe, whatever wow. it is. So the, the, the getting the celery, getting the pebble, that's pain. That's inevitable. But fixating on it, taking your whole wonderful expanse of 360 degrees of awareness and perversely focusing it on the one degree that's not okay, that's suffering. Wow. And, and once we've clearly seen... The mechanics of this—it's—it's it's really kind of hilarious. It's like, God, why would anyone do that? And then that that habit starts starts to fall away. We don't have to actually do anything to to get rid of that habit. We just recognize it clearly, see how absurd it is, and it starts to fall away.
0: Wow, I, that is absolutely gorgeous. And so we get stuck in the over observation of it.
3: Yeah, in the in the. Well, if you observe the reality of it and observe the, the bigger picture, that that's just, you know, part of 360 degrees, that's no problem. Actual observation is fine, but it's the turning it into a narrative, turning it into a, a story. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's like, you know, when you were a little kid and your mom would tell you, okay, you've got to, you've got to check up with the doctor on Friday, and today's Tuesday. And you say, oh, Mommy, is he going to give me a shot? <laughs> and you say, oh, yeah, it probably is. Oh, is it going to be in my arm? Is it going to be in my tushy? And, <laughs> he, you know, how the actual getting of the shot takes about, what, two seconds. Right. But now what we that's the pain. But we give ourselves from Tuesday to Friday, what is that, four days of suffering. And at the moment that we get the shot, you know, if you watch the kid get the shot where they go, eh, They're taking their whole attention you know the shot itself is only inflicting pain on what a fraction of one percent of the surface area of your skin but we're perversely taking our whole unbounded consciousness and squeezing it into the one spot that's not okay that's suffering and when we realize that we've been doing that it starts to
0: fall apart Wow and and so sitting with ourselves can help us recognize what we're doing you know because it allows us to be more aware Right. Yes,
3: sitting with yourself, because when we're sitting in meditation, the awareness is just settling in that 360-degree naturalness, and then we're, we get more tuned in. And also, it is helpful. I mean, in a way, the explanation that I just gave with the celery and the shot and all that, in a sense, that's the Buddha's Four Noble Truths. Mm. Uh, he didn't talk about injections in celery, uh, you know I, I, I know but i
0: i love <laughs> your I love your explanations because really every single one of them so far, I can completely relate to, and that's extremely important that your examples are related to modern times, you know and celery yeah. and, and traffic and, and, and,
3: and right, and in part, this is why you know I was so fortunate to work for so many years uh teaching in high school and teaching prisoners. It, 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 you know, I would read the books where the the explanations were beautiful, but might be kind of abstract or twenty five hundred years old. You know, okay, <laughs> we've got, you know, it's like when 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 you teach anything, when you teach Huckleberry Finn to to your tenth grade English class, you have to figure out how to relate it to their lives,
0: right. That's adorable. I absolutely love it. It's wonderful. So we are having a wonderful time here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're interviewing Dean Slider, and his wonderful book is Natural Meditation, A Guide to Effortless Meditative Practice. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll answer our callers and continue this conversation with Dean. We'll be right back.
4: I had to come and get it straight from you
2: How can Marie Manuccieri help you create a better life? Check out her events page and attend a workshop. Working with Marie is a life-changing experience. If you want to find an effective way to make significant improvements in your life, sign up for a class today at energyintuitive.com.
5: The University of Washington Parent-Child Study is looking for parents and their 8 to 11-year-old children to participate in a three-hour research study examining how children learn to distinguish between what is safe and what is not safe. They're especially interested in how those processes differ in children of parents with and without post-traumatic stress disorder. Parents are compensated with up to $60 and all children are given a UW Child Scientist t-shirt. In addition, all parents receive a thorough psychiatric evaluation. For more information, please call Alyssa at 206-685-9043 or visit online parentchildstudy.com. That's 206-685-9043 or parentchildstudy.com.
2: Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and EnergyIntuitive.com.
5: We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic, medium, and crystal child Lindsay Paul as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond along with her psychic and skeptic Abraham DeWeese and indigo child Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort in new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio,
3: Thursdays at 1 p.m. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Tell me
4: how am I supposed to live without you?
2: Now that I've been loving you so long.
0: And welcome back to the Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle and we're interviewing Dean Slider, the author of Natural Meditation, a Guide to Effortless Meditation Practice. And we have someone on the phone line.
1: Yes, we do. We will take now Louise calling in from Seattle. Louise, welcome to the show.
0: Hi. Hi. Hi Louise.
1: Hello.
4: Hey. So I have a question. I think actually Dean being here is a really fabulous thing because it kind of has to do with desire and suffering, etc. Um, there's this relationship. That I have in my life that's been really confusing for me, and I have many, many stories around it, so many that i kind of lost what's, like, the truth there, um, but I've met this woman, like, about a year and a half ago, when I met her, time totally stopped, and I've never really had that happen with a relationship before. Um, we weren't romantic or anything, it was just, like, a person that I knew, and it's kind of like evolved from there. We're not really, really friends, but we kind of are. And she just keeps like reappearing in my life in really, really random synchronous synchronous uh word I can't remember that word ways. And I'm I feel really confused and would love help from either of you if you have anything to offer me.
0: Go all ahead, right. Dean, please. Okay. Well, uh first of all,
3: I think there's a lot of um good uh Self-awareness in what I'm hearing from you, and that you understand that you've got a lot of stories around this relationship, and relationships, whether they're romantic relationships, family relationships, work relationships, usually is extremely fertile ground for us to to grow stories. Um, and the problem the problem with stories is that they make things complicated, and we find ourselves. Responding to the story rather than responding to what is is, to the reality that's there. Um, In one, the very fascinating thing that you said was that when you met this person, time stopped. Now we all love these moments, and we all have these moments. You know, uh, the first kiss, time stopped, or as I was in that moment of you know. Hitting the, 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 the hockey puck into the goal, time stopped. Um, the reason that, but, and also, by the way, we hear that, oh, as uh, the car, the other car was approaching mine just before the head on collision, time stopped. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the fascinating thing is what do all these things have in common? What they have in common is that we're paying attention for a change. <laughs> okay, or because because it actually time does not stop. Time never got started. Mm. Time is time is the actual reality, and this is not only confirmed by all the great meditative or spiritual teachers, but what you know the most cutting edge physics tells us now that time is not reality is timelessness, and the mind that you know in spinning its stories you know the kind of the the, the first two, the first three stories that the mind spins are first I I am the separate character separated out from the rest of the universe and then the next two stories are time and space and that creates a matrix for this little I you know a little a little video screen for this little I character to move around in and, and have all these adventures now when we meet someone or we score the goal or we have the first kiss and time seems to stop because we 're paying attention, so we get a little hit of the underlying reality it 's wonderful it 's expansive it 's blissful, so we want more of it and But what happens is we come to associate that experience that insight, that moment of timelessness with the person or the thing that triggered it, and in a sense that 's just coincidental so the the really o- the only way out of this kind of thing through meditative practice, so that more and more you find that, oh, that timeless reality is right there inside you all the time, and more and more it starts being integrated in your life, so that your relationships, instead of becoming a search for that, they become an expression of it.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah. With, with everyone, and with everything.
0: Wow. 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 Okay, Louise, that was pretty dang gorgeous, don't you think? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the what you're working on or what you want to work on is to really elevate your vibration and stop all these stories about negative relationships so that you can have the relationship that you want. You know, you can keep replaying the old ones or whatever they are or the victim situations that have occurred that logically you've looked at. But I think you have to stop your frequency. You know, whatever vibration we have in our body is attracting molecular energy that's the very same frequency as the vibration. And if we want to have a different experience, then we need is to shift the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting happy about relationships, surrounding yourself by people who have great relationships, um, thinking about positive aspects to all relationships rather than the negative aspects start to change those molecular um, vibrations that are occurring. Even asking yourself every day, what if I were in a perfect relationship or had a, an amazing love experience what if i had that right now because your cells actually know what that feels like and what that looks like you're just reminding them to vibrate in that frequency and and then you start to separate yourself from the old stories and we can do this regarding anything anything that we have a pattern about that we keep you know recreating the same experience over and over and over again it's because we keep vibrating there and Hmm. literally we just need to shift our frequency and yeah it takes you know you have to stop being addicted to the mind and the negative thoughts yes you have to catch yourself you have to be conscious but it sounds like you're having phenomenal moments where you are having those experiences and and now you know through some wonderful explanation that Dean had you can create more of those um, and pardon I said totally yeah, yeah so <laughs> that you can have what you, everyone deserves to have what they want and, and it, a lot of it has to I think everything actually has to do with energy so shifting our energy is what creates the world that we want for ourselves and ultimately for everyone else so no more focusing on the negative stories you already know what they look like you have a really good memory you have, you have a memory like an elephant So and we don't really know really how I don't, at least I don't think we do how great you know that's a saying we don't know if ele- elephants have you know that type of memory, but you do. You focus on every detail. You remember everything, and mm-hmm. m- and most of your memories are negative. And so that's not really in your best interest. Can you read about her in this experience? And just- it doesn't even come up. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think I think what Dean said was perfect. It, mm-hmm. I had one of these experiences just recently. Um, with a mouse. (laughs) I did. I was gardening um, outside. I love to garden, and I'm in my yard, and there's this, all of a sudden, I'm I'm about to do some weeding, and before I put my hand down, I see this really cute, like, field mouse, and it's looking straight. We're making direct eye contact, and I have one of those moments where everything stops, and I'm just like, I thought the creature was stunning and gorgeous until it started to move towards me, and I'm like, okay, you know, and then it ran away, (laughs) But I had, and I've had it with a tree frog. I've had it with, um, it, you can, and I think, you know, what Dean's alluding to is we can have this with everything and that it's healthy and normal for us to have these expanded moments of consciousness where we become real and we are, you know, drenched in the divine and um, we become more than our thoughts. It's it's really powerful and healthy and normal, I think.
3: L- L- Louise, it's not about the other woman. It, it's mm-hmm. always about you. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there's a wonderful Zen story about a, a, a monk Who comes to his Zen master and he says uh, Master can I please borrow your knife Where I'm sitting in the Zen hall Meditating every time I, I sit there This spider is dangles Right in front of my face And it's so distracting I'm getting so angry at the spider Can I borrow your knife to kill the spider And the Zen master says Well yeah but I'll tell you what Before you do that take this piece of chalk and mark an X on the spider's belly. So he he, he does as he's told, as the monk does as he's told. He comes back, he tells the Zen master, okay, I did what you told me. And the Zen master says, okay, lift up your robe. And the guy lifts up his robe, and there's a big chalk X on his own belly. And the Zen master says, good thing I didn't give you that knife. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's always us.
0: Yeah, it it always is. And and, and I think it's interesting how we get fixated on things that really take us off track, that don't have the meaning that we think it does. I really think it was your consciousness showing you what you can have, that you can have A beautiful relationship of your dreams. But you need to shift your frequency and not keep lowering your vibration because otherwise you're just going to keep attracting what you've already had. I I really (laughs) believe in mind control, which means paying attention to those thoughts and recognizing that the human brain is not created for processing like humans use it for. It's really about being in the moment, making sure we eat breakfast, we go to the bathroom, we put the right gas in our car, we transfer funds to the right account. That's what our brain was created for so that our third eye can have that freedom to give us creativity and insight and multisensory experiences without all the exhaustion of over-processing. Got it. Okay. Have a gorgeous day. Thank you, both of you. That Thank was very you. cool. Oh, Dean, you are just fabulous. I hope that you will want to come back on the show again.
3: Oh, sure, anytime. Uh, you know, you you know the number. Oh,
0: we know the number. So before we go, uh, you said that you have you spoke to me off air. Um, and I, I, it's actually in your book, that you've meditated on a very busy New York subway. And, and so could you give us some information about that?
3: Oh, just every time I go to New York, I love to meditate on the subway system. Really? Um, partly because, you know, people, again, as we were saying earlier, they think, oh, you need a quiet place, you need silence. I love because because the true silence, you know, silence is not acoustic. Silence is not acoustic. The true silence is the nature of your own awareness. You, yourself, the experiencer, who is the experiencer of all the sounds, all the colors, all the thoughts, everything. You're like a perfect, blank, crystalline mirror, which, because it's just so crystalline and pure, is able to reflect all the stuff. So I love sitting in the New York City subway system where there's all that racket going on on the outside and just uh, tuned into the silence that I am on the inside, and that contrast is so delicious.
0: Wow. Okay, that's absolutely beautiful. Um, please um, check out Dean's book, Natural Meditation. And if you have time, you might want to head to his workshops in September, you can go to deanwords.com to find out where he's teaching because you teach other places as well. These are just your upcoming um, workshops in New Jersey, which is lovely. And I just want to thank you again for coming on the show It was just a delight. And I look forward to having you back.
3: Thanks so much. And if people go to my website, I've got they can subscribe, so they'll be uh, notified of my workshops all over the country. Or invite me; I'll, I'll go anywhere
0: I love. Oh, yeah, we'd love to have you here in Seattle. That would be amazing. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Wow, that was so fun. I just totally enjoyed it, and I loved the callers' questions. I thought they were just right on point. Perfect for today. Perfect for Perfect today. Perfect for today. I want to thank everyone who showed up at East West Bookshop over the weekend. I had such a good time. Uh, you, everyone was an incredible um, member of the audience and of the workshop that I taught on Saturday so i just want to thank you i had as much fun as it looked like that all of you were having i had equally that much joy and adventure so thank you so much and i would love everyone to take away um that insight of paying attention to the breath this week um before we come back next week you know have a breath and what did it feel like to you? You know, did you, where did you notice the breath? Maybe you were in your toes. Maybe you noticed your diaphragm. Maybe you noticed your chest is tight. Uh, maybe you were breathing in through your nose, you know, just one breath, one recognition is all it really takes. And then the other thing I'd love for you to focus on is changing your stories if there's something you want pay attention to what you're thinking and feeling about it shift that frequency so you can have what you really want in fact my favorite question to ask myself every day when my mind starts wandering on all kinds of tangents that really are not related to what I want I stop myself and I go what do I want wait a minute what do I really want and then I get reminded of what I truly desire and what would really make me happy and then I can get back on track have a gorgeous day Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.